Welcome to Thyroid Tales, Stories, Strategies, and Success. I'm Arthur. I'm April. And quick disclaimer, nothing that we say in this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice. We're not doctors. We're just nerds. Okay, April. So last episode, you mentioned that one of your first approaches was using keto. How did keto impact you? Uh, negatively to just like summarize the whole experience. But um, at first, I mean, I was like, this is this is fantastic. I was losing like three pounds a week. I went from uh, like 155 down to 130 relatively quickly. Um, I had a lot of like newbie gains in that amount of time, too. So I did put on a decent amount of muscle. We did um, we did body fat percentage like testing the dunk tank method uh do you know what that scientifically is called uh no I no don't remember that it's the it's the method where they literally put you you're submerged fully into the water and you do it three different times and then they take that average to find um like your true body fat percentage and i got down to 16 percent body fat so to me being kind of you know everybody's saying oh my gosh you look so good that's all that mattered to me. I wasn't paying attention to the chronic kidney infections and problems I was having because of not uh, rebalancing my electrolytes when I was doing keto. Because if you don't know, keto, it flushes out so much water. That's why you have rapid weight loss is because carbs help hold on to water within your body. Um, and I was, they, it was all flushing out and I wasn't even rehydrating myself with electrolytes at that point. I was completely clueless. Um, so at first I was just kind of ignoring the side effects, uh, and just relishing the weight loss. And I was like, this has to be good for my Hashimoto's because I'm losing weight now. Like I'm not, um, I'm not having this weight loss resistance anymore. So this is working for me. This must just be how I have to eat for the rest of my life because I have Hashimoto's. Wait, so that's what the snake juice was for, was for the electrolytes, electrolytes, right? Yeah, okay. but that was added way after keto. Okay, and how did it in reality impact, and it being keto, how did keto in reality impact your Hashimoto's? So uh, keep in mind, I was strict keto for a year. Um, so r- really like no cheats, like hardly ever the occasional treat here and there, but for the most part, Carbs were not a part of the picture, and it, when you do that, a few things happen. Um, Keto ended up flaring my Hashimoto's way more than I could have imagined, and it also had a lot of dire consequences. Um, So what does that mean, it had dire consequences? Oh my gosh. Okay, so a few things happen when you're this strict keto for as long as I was. Um, One being insulin resistance, where... Your, my body didn't know what to do with carbs anymore. Um, reintroducing them was not easy. And my since my body had no metabolic flexibility, it couldn't go from fat-burning state to then sugar-burning state. It just stored all the sugar as fat. So where people are like, there's no way that you can eat one cheat meal and then you actually gain three pounds the next day. No, like I actually gained three pounds the next day. And um, – on top of that, uh, all of my, my hormones were just tanked. So I wasn't even giving my body enough carbs to help with proper thyroid function. 
because uh, your thyroid literally needs carbs to function properly. Well, I didn't know that um, because I was just looking for an easy fix um, and not doing my own research until it was too late. And so my thyroid was tanked. Um, I actually ended up also getting shingles. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And I like left the doctor's office in tears because I was like, Hashimoto's is an old lady disease. And now I have shingles, which is an old lady disease. And I was just like falling apart. And it was because my body was so stressed out. Like it just needed the right nourishment that I was depriving it of. And so it revolted. And, you know, I got shingles as a result. My sex hormones tanked. My period started to be a lot longer um, and heavier and um, my cycle length in general was longer. Um, I think we had a chemical pregnancy in the interim there and um, because my body was just not equipped to, you know, carry a baby when, when my progesterone I'm sure was tanked. So it just kind of had this cascade and the, the cherry on top was my gut health. So I didn't realize how big of a deal carbs are when it comes to a flourishing gut microbiome and how important a gut microbiome, a healthy gut microbiome is to just an overall healthy body. And so stripping my body of all those prebiotic fibers, my gut health was just in the toilet. Um, so it was just, it was, I was a mess to be completely honest. I was a mess. And at the end of it, um, when I started just like gaining weight very rapidly, I just, I started to have an identity crisis because all of a sudden I wasn't this like fit, cute, little petite framed girl. I was all of a sudden like puffy and inflamed and my thyroid was all over the place, completely unmanageable. There was no managing it. In fact, I had to go get a thyroid ultrasound because my doctor kept running my thyroid labs like every four weeks to see if my medication dose was sufficient. And she was like, we can't even get this under control. You need to go get a thyroid ultrasound to make sure that you don't have nodules. Um, and thank God there weren't any, but it was literally just from my freaking diet. Um, so yeah, keto keto wrecked me. Wow. There's a, a lot to unpack there. I think that you know maintaining the broader view of this whole situation. Uh, I have a couple of questions. First of all, were you doing blood labs to assess hormones? And if so, what hormones were you assessing at that time? Honestly, I was pretty clueless back then. Um, I would just go to my doctor, explain my symptoms. We already said the last episode how great my doctor actually was. And so she was pretty thorough to run um, she at least did my thyroid. I don't know if she tested any of my sex hormones. I I can assume that my sex hormones were as bad because of my cycle length. And uh, really having a healthy menstrual cycle is like another um, like contributing. And another topic. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just another health sign. Um, and so mine was all out of whack. I had cystic acne for the first time in my life. Like I've had acne and I've been acne prone, but I had cystic acne all over my face. Um, so I can assume that my hormones were horrible, but my thyroid for sure was because she was for sure checking my thyroid and my medication dose continued to creep up there. And she was just finally like, dude, something's off because we cannot get your thyroid to just be stable. Like it was all over the place. Uh, and mainly like my TSH especially was just like creeping up, creeping up despite our efforts. So yeah, yeah, that's 
some good insight there. And, you know, with Team A-Rod, are we dealing with a lot of women that come in and they're completely on keto? How has that mm-hmm. impacted them? How resistant have they been to change? Oh, yeah. So a lot of our clients come in terrified of carbs. Um, and a lot of the times, for a decent reason, like, they're weight loss resistant, they're insulin resistant, and that's a whole episode, like, episode topic for another day, um, why insulin resistance is so common with Hashimoto's, but their approach to just cutting out carbs is just, it's, it's not the right approach. Um, I'm more of a fan of carb cycling, especially if I'm bringing on a keto client and they're terrified of carbs. I say, okay, well, we have to reverse diet you anyways to make sure that we are um, helping mitigate some of that insulin resistance and get ahead of it and create more insulin sensitivity. So we're going to go a little bit more slowly. But one thing that we like to do with that is carb cycling. So having higher carb days followed by lower carb days and just try to regain that metabolic flexibility. Um, And so that is something I didn't know back then. Wish I did, but that's something that we do do with our clients now, knowing what we know. Okay. And when it comes to carbs and through the lens of Hashimoto's and a woman dealing with Hashimoto's, maybe they're doing keto, maybe they're not. What are the carbs? What carbs are the best for them to start reintroducing them into their diet? That's pretty simple. Uh, Just whole food sources, trying to really limit those processed foods that are higher on the glycemic index. Um, And we actually have like a cheat sheet for like high and low GI foods. Uh, Maybe we can put that in like the show notes or we'll, Oh, for sure. We'll create a freebie for y'all. But definitely just high fiber whole foods. Uh, Don't be afraid of fruit. That's silly. Fruit is perfectly packaged for you to be able to eat. Um, and one of the most important things when you are reintroducing carbs is to always, always have it with protein and then really practice like meal order. So have your, like a, a a vegetable, so a fiber filled like vegetable with your protein, uh, before you move on to any starchy carb. And I wear a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor. Um, and I notice a huge difference on my blood sugar levels when I eat in meal order versus when I just eat carbs as a snack alone uh, or even carbs first and then my protein and veggie. Um, so meal order is, is a big one uh, there and it's a it's a pretty easy tip to implement. Okay. And so to kind of start bringing this thing full circle, what are other strategies that you use then during this whole keto cycle going out of keto figuring things out what did uh, what other strategies did you use then that you do not use now um well so for starters back then because i was learning i didn't understand that i had to just like slowly reverse diet for some reason that didn't make sense in my head i was like well if i'm still like eating lower calorie i should be fine to just add in these carbs and account for them but because I didn't have that metabolic flexibility, my body was just storing it as fat. And that's where calories in, calories out equation is just BS for a lot of us women with metabolic problems. Um, so I, I mean, I didn't properly reintroduce at all. I remember eating Costco muffins too, because I started getting to a point where I was at some point overeating the processed carbs because I was just hungry and hangry and just wanted all the food. Um, so definitely would have done it different. 
now. Um, and I could have mitigated a lot of weight gain. A lot of my problems that I had with our pregnancy, our second pregnancy with Isla, um, because I did get pregnant with her right as I was coming out of keto. So from 2016 to 2017, I was keto, got pregnant with Isla in May of 2017 and, uh, gained way more weight than I needed to dealt with gestational diabetes because of the insulin resistance and then had her was pre-diabetic and that's like a whole thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I actually want you to go into that. I, I want to know a little bit more about that story of carrying Isla t- to delivery. What happened afterward? How did it impact Hashimoto? How did it ha- impact your Hashimoto's? Um, but before that, I know that you said calories in, calories out equation is BS for women with Hashimoto's. I wanted to preface that 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 equation does work for the healthy body but again it's for the healthy body not just uh ever not for everyone so in other words women with Hashimoto's calories in calories out will work to an extent it will prevent you from getting to the point that goal that you're going for um if you're trying to get either lean or properly work your body to get it to gain muscle mass, all of that. There are other factors and other strategies that you can implement um, that will help you and and support you on your way towards your goals. Now, with that being said, uh, April, can you go into your second pregnancy? Yeah. So like I said, I got pregnant. Thank God I was, I stayed pregnant. Um, There was you know, I had gained some weight before getting pregnant because I was coming off of keto. And I really think that that little bit of extra body fat really helped with some of my sex hormones. Um, because we got pregnant, our, uh, like first cycle really getting back into the swing of things and trying. And, uh, uh, I, like I said, gained weight rapidly, had gestational diabetes. Um, like I gained a lot of weight. I think I gained like 50 pounds with Isla. Um, whereas with Audrey, my first, I only gained like 20 pounds. So it was like vast difference. Um, and of course, during my pregnancy, I wasn't depriving myself of carbs. I was eating pretty typical diet, tried to make healthier choices. And then, of course, when I was diagnosed with pre uh, or I'm sorry, with gestational diabetes, I did have to watch my carb intake with that to try to manage um, gestational diabetes with diet and not have to rely on all of the medication and try to avoid being on insulin. So I did know a little bit there, um, and I, you know, learned a little bit more about nutrition going through that. But then once Isla was born, they said, oh, your placenta was delivered. So placenta is why you had gestational diabetes. We're not considering you diabetic anymore. You can go resume a normal diet. Um, So in the hospital, we actually have pictures of me like, I, if you've had a baby, you know how hungry you are after you give birth. And I was like, I want Krispy Kreme donuts. Um, and so there's pictures of me eating Krispy Kreme donuts and I think I ate like a breakfast burrito and a cinnamon roll and uh, it was just that new, fresh, freshly postpartum hunger. Um, and I remember getting on the scale a couple weeks later, just out of curiosity. And I was actually up in weight than I was <laughs> when I was fully nine months pregnant. And I was like, what? <laughs> the scale's broken. Um, but I actually got on top of that, like the, the weight not going away, that's like, 
I guess, insight into what else might have been going on inside of my body because I got really sick. Um, I ended up getting the flu and my body wouldn't recover. It's like, I've had the flu before. You're out for a few days. You get better. Well, I was not getting better and my fever kept getting higher and higher. Um, and at one point it actually spiked to 109 and they had to go take me to the hospital. Um, my heart rate was out of control, super, super high. Um, of course my fever by the time I got to the hospital was 107. Uh, so it was coming down a little bit and they put me on a really strict regimen of taking Tylenol and ibuprofen higher doses, um, every few hours. So, uh, that was my wake up call. I was like, you know what? I have to take my health seriously because I don't want to die. Um, because as you can imagine being that sick, I genuinely thought I was going to die. Um, so that was my wake up call. And after that was like the rest is history. That is, that experience molded the person that you see in front of you today who does take health very seriously and also understanding like why I got so sick, right? So I got so, so sick because my body, the way it communicates to itself. So your body has systems inside of it and they all, they're all communicating to each other. Those processes were essentially sitting, shutting down is how a doctor described it to me. She was like, your body wasn't able to communicate that it needed to cool down a little bit, that you were getting too high of a fever. Uh, and that's why I was getting so sick. And so that was my wake up call to really start taking things seriously, dig into the root cause and backtrack like what came first for my Hashimoto's and really just realizing this all comes down to gut health. Uh, antibiotics ruined it when I was a teen, but then, or prolonged antibiotic use, I should say. And then, um, the keto was the cherry on top, uh, to really, really making me sick. And so here I am today. Wow. Okay. I think there's a lot more to dive into, but unfortunately we are out of time. So, um, if you want to find out more, keep on listening. This episode is going to continue. Have a good one.